This is the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, helping millennials execute their vision. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Blind Entrepreneur. This is episode 52, and today I have with me Nick Dennis. He's 23 years of age. He's the CEO of Fit Degree. Fit Degree is a member engagement and retention software tool for fitness programs. Users download the app to learn more about the programs that are available within their gym. The app keeps the users connected to other members of the gym and also the facility itself. Nick, how's your day going, my friend? Pretty great after that pitch. I'm pretty excited about what I'm doing now. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. If you're not, if, if I'm not excited about it, you got to be excited about it. Well. <laughs> so we start every single conversation with an icebreaker. So I'm going to lay right. on you. We're going we're gonna to have a little fun. Imagine you just had the worst day of your life. Your head is in the sand, you're down in the dumps, and you don't know what to do. You're trying to get out of that rut. So what is that one piece of food that's going food. to lift your spirits higher and make your day better? Food. Well, food is probably my favorite part of the day. As much as I love to work out, it's mostly because I get to eat after. So I'd say my favorite go-to food is the biggest omelet you could think of. I love eggs. I love cheese, meat, vegetables, anything you could stuff in that thing. Hot sauce. I'm a big, big omelet guy. Nice. Very good. Is it from, like, are you making it yourself? Or... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I get it, then I get all the control. If I'm really lazy, I'll go out to just uh, your classic New Jersey diner and just ask them what's, what's your favorite omelet. Nice, nice. Which uh, a lot of people in the world don't, don't have what we have in New Jersey, no. which is, which is the, the casual diner. Uh, so underrated. Absolutely. It's it's definitely one of the perks of living in Jersey. A lot of people complain, but food is definitely a big, big perk here. Absolutely. Well, so the, thank you so much for answering that question. But the first real question in the learning more about you, who are you? What is your story? All right. So my name is Nick Dennis. I'm a big, big fitness junkie, first and foremost. That's always been my passion. Uh, I went to school for mathematics because my mom told me that fitness wouldn't make me any money. So as she said, you could be an actuary. There's a, that's a safe job. So have you ever seen the movie Along Came Polly? Ben Stiller analyzes risk. Everyone found that boring. I like crunching numbers. I could get away with it. So as I'm going through school, I'm you know I'm in the, all, all the honors programs for the mathematics program at uh, Rowan, and I'm studying for my actuary exams and still trying to fit in fitness anywhere I can. And I come up with this idea for an app that would help people find a fitness partner on campus. So specifically for students on Rowan's campus. And one idea led to another. I entered my school's business plan competition. I went from mathematics major to entrepreneur overnight. I told my mom I was studying for my actuary exams. I was really entered in the business plan competition and seeing if I could win that. And once I won that, I said, sorry, mom, but I think I got some momentum here. And here we are today, one year later. Congratulations on your success thus far. Thank you. So, so let's talk about the app a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, from when we first talked you know, a while back, the app was much different than what it is today. So, can you just explain the process and how you've been able to uh, be, you know, stay to where you uh, become to the person in the app that you are today? Yeah, so I think that's through a lot of failure, a lot of mistakes, and learning what your customers do and don't want. And I think there's a difference between, for an entrepreneur, this is big picture, but for an entrepreneur, there's a difference between exposing an opportunity and actually solving a problem. So I saw that there was an opportunity in the fitness space that people only like to go to the gym if they're going with someone else, if they have a friend, if it's social, if it's fun. 
So we tried to build this social networking app, this app that would help people find a fitness partner. Everyone said they would use it, they would like it. That is why they would go to the gym is because they have someone to work out with. And what we found was when we launched this that everyone goes, oh, it's like Tinder for working out. And we're like, no, 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 it's like finding a fitness partner. So that totally tanks because of the perception that it gave people. And people were afraid to jump on this new social app because think about it. You go on Instagram and there's already 100, 100 million people on it. This, there's no one on it. It scared people away. So what we learned was that we have to develop features that are more tools to make fitness more accessible. So we found out who our real customers were, our paying customers were, the owners of the gym, the owners of the rec center, and we, we found their pain points. And a lot of the pain points was in these old methods that use a lot, a lot of paper. For instance, like their group fitness class registration, you had to fill out a paper every single time you went to one single class. They also used to track how many people were in the gym every 30 minutes. They'd write that on a piece of paper, they stored it in a binder. So looking around at these little ideas, we put it all together and we wanted to make an app for the users that made fitness easy. So displaying the entire group fitness schedule, having live occupancy level updates, still keeping that social factor and being able to find someone to find a fitness partner. But now we're also streamlining administrative duties of the rec centers in the background simultaneously as they're trying to engage their members of their gym. Mm, interesting, interesting. So, you know, what was that, that, um, that moment you know what what was that like when you found out that you had to pivot the business oh it was terrifying kept me up for no, kept me up for weeks on end uh we you know we left a board meeting from our investor and he really put the pressure on us to make revenue by the end of the year and we were like hey this five-year plan is all about building a user base there's no such thing as a penny coming in now we had to pivot our whole idea for weeks on end i stayed up every night i couldn't i grinded my gears couldn't come up with anything and then I just got into a conversation with one of the pro staff at the rec center, at the Rowan Rec Center, where I used to work as a student. And we just started talking about what, you know, what could they, what could they use? And they were like, yeah, we displayed some of our information on an app to help engage our students. That might help. So I kind of got that idea. And then as my experience of working at the rec center, that's when I came up with the occupancy level updates where I'm saying, we already do this kind of stuff. Why don't we, why don't we make this more accessible? So I would say from February to May, you know, I thought my career as an entrepreneur was over. And then May and June, we really started developing some ideas. We whiteboarded it out for days on days on days. And finally, we came up with this product that could really benefit someone and solve a problem versus just expose a potential opportunity. Mm, and that's very important, fixing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You said in the very beginning that you were a fitness junkie. And... Why, why, what, what about fitness that just got you hooked early on and when did it all begin? So for me, it began when I was about 16 years old as a sophomore entering my junior year of high school. I played sports all year round, uh, having the type of personality I do. I butt heads with coaches. I butt heads with authority. So when someone, someone that I don't respect tells me what to do, I have an attitude and it got me in trouble with sports. I couldn't, I couldn't play nice with others. And uh, as I walked into the weight room the first day, I went with my buddy and I said, what's that banner up there? And he goes, that's for people that bench 300 pounds. And I saw there was a very, very small list of people. And I go, okay, I want my name up there. So every day for 14 months, my only goal it took me my entire junior year. I walk in my senior year of high school, two months in, put up 300 and I'm like, mission complete. What do I do now? 
And for months, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. I knew I liked working out. I knew I liked lifting weights, but I didn't know what to do. And that's when I started seeing like, oh, you can squat. You can pick things up off the ground. You can do this. You can do that. And I started getting introduced to other kinds of fitness. And I realized that I just loved being active. So then I started picking up outside hobbies like hiking or kayaking, paddleboarding, rock climbing, like all of these cool things, going outside playing ultimate frisbee. And I just realized that I just love to move. I love being active. I love doing group things. And that's where I find most of my social activity is through fitness. Mm. So it's kind of interesting, right? You, you work for a tech startup, yet you are so involved in the fitness world and moving and being active. You know, has it been a struggle basically being stationary in one position you know, with working for a tech startup? And how do you get yourself out there moving throughout the, the day-to-day grind? Oh, absolutely. So you still got it. It's so important to still keep up with the gym. I mean, I will, I will lose sleep over going to the gym. I'll choose the gym over sleep just because I have to get it out of me. I'll go for a walk every day, especially during the summer. I'll just get outside, grab a coffee, walk for 20, 30 minutes, maybe do some stretching, and just really try to stay active throughout the day make sure I have my whole workout schedule plan because when you plan to exercise, you're basically making a meeting with yourself. So if you blow off that exercise activity, you just blew off a meeting. So I handle it the same way I would with work that I blow off meetings and I blow off people and say, I got to get, I got to go to work out. I have a meeting with myself. And I think keeping that commitment up throughout and keeping that passion up um, and having goals, constantly having fitness goals, and using it as motivation or using it as that, that way to be, remain social has really helped. Because like you m- mentioned, working for a tech company now, it's like, you know, I don't even know I'm making a fitness app most days. I'm just, you know, I just run a business and we make an app. And you wouldn't even know if it's fitness related most days. So it's important to make time for yourself to go release all that energy. Mm. And we're definitely going to go back to that because I want to learn, I want to dive in a little bit deeper because it's some uh, interesting stuff that you have going on there and I couldn't agree more with you um when you first started fit degree was there a particular struggle I mean you're 23 years old was there a particular struggle that you had in the very beginning that you couldn't overcome because you know you mentioned that you early on in your career you couldn't uh do well with others you you butt heads with people that you didn't respect was that an issue early on in your career yeah, so I think the first six months to a year was tough because I formed the company with five, four other people, including myself, which if you read any book, that is not suggested. It is pick one person at most to run your business with. So we had four people involved. We had two, my two best friends were on the business side, and we brought on two developers. And it was just really tough to all five of us to work together and come up with a plan. And at some point, I just had to kind of take over and say, look, this is what we're doing, this is the direction we're taking, and now it's just time to execute. And when people weren't on board with that, it it caused a cancer inside the company, and all of a sudden the developers aren't motivated because the business side isn't doing anything, and this isn't developed yet, so the business side's pissed. And it got really frustrating, so what we realized is who's in and who's out, and we had to cut two people out of it, we had to condense our company, we had to be really careful with people that we are adding on now, we were able to add another person on the business development to really help us. And I think the hardest part was really forming that team, that internal team that's in the day-to-day grind, and then also those advisors, those, those people we reach out to. There's a lot of bad information going out there. Everyone thinks they're an entrepreneur today. 
and there's a lot of bad information of people giving you advice and if they you know if they're a salesman it sounds pretty good so you have to really be careful of who you surround yourself with and i think that was a struggle in the beginning of finding the right people and you know it only took about 18 months and i feel like we finally had that core group of people that this is all we need to succeed and i could rely on these people any at any given moment so like you as the, the, the leader of, of this, this pack, you know, the CEO of the yeah. company, I mean, was, was that, did that come naturally to just, you know, say, go up to those people and say, hey, you know, man, woman, whatever, um, you know, this just isn't a right fit? Or do you feel as if that, you know, they weeded themselves out? Uh, I mean, whew, that's probably my, my worst attribute as a leader. Being a leader comes very natural, taking initiative, uh, delegating work, you know, taking big problems and condense, uh, putting them into their smallest components really comes easy. But the hardest part for me is that I get emotionally attached. I like, I'm a very genuine, personable guy with everyone I work with. You know, I really believe that you treat the janitor and the CEO of a corporation the same way. So I think the hardest part for me was letting those people go and having that conversation of you're just not cutting it. You're not bringing the same energy I'm bringing. You're tearing me down. You're keeping me up at night because you're not working. One, I'm taking your work for you. But two, your emotions, your emotion. I'm a big guy into energy and your negative energy is destroying me. And it took it took a couple months to get that out of me. But once I did, I was like burden of relief. We keep moving forward. And, uh, you know, it's just something I have to get better at as a leader. Mm. Now. You guys uh, received uh, funding through, uh, you know, investment opportunities, and you know how to the people who are looking for for funding, you know, what are some ways that have helped you out in order to obtain the funding? And then I also have a follow up question after that. Okay, so whew, to obtain funding, you got to look for the resources. You got to look who's your target audience. So for us, we got really lucky. Well lucky you know where opportunity and preparation meet so i hate to say that word but we got lucky we got fortunate that the rowan innovation venture fund opened the same year that we opened that we entered the business plan competition so because i worked so hard from october to april and really showcased what i learned throughout that time and showed my commitment to the you know to the project the guy who was running the rowan innovation venture fund at the time was at the business plan competition and he came up to me and he told me he had this fun and he wanted me to pitch. So I got really fortunate that all my hard work paid off and the right person at the right time was there. But uh, for you know most entrepreneurs, this isn't as easy and you're going to have to locate those those um, small funding sources in you know places, the urban areas like Philadelphia is a great place for it. Um, if you want to go out west, you have more opportunity, but Philadelphia is a great spot. You got to find out how much they're willing to give and what you have to do to get it and you have to pitch to your target audience and you have to remember just a few things what is the problem you're solving what's your solution how are they how much money do you need and how are they going to get your money back you answer those four questions and i feel like you have a lot of investors attention yeah that's that's, that's good stuff and now the follow-up question is you get the you get the money you you have the resources now you have the team behind you how influential has the your investors been in order to make your business better? Yeah, so our investors took a more laid back approach. You know, they were on they were on top of us. They made sure they were always pointing us in the right direction. But I think one one thing I liked about our investors is that 
and this is really important for entrepreneurs. I should have mentioned this, and now you brought up a good point, is that at this stage, you don't have any revenue. You don't have any customers. You just have an idea. So what are they investing in? They're really investing in you, the entrepreneur. So uh, our investor had a really good approach of, you know, just pointing us in the right direction, not being overbearing, not constantly checking our books and seeing where the money was spent, but looking for results, seeing what our three-month, our six-month, our one-year plan has been. So I feel like our investor did a really good job at just, like I'm saying, pointing us in the right direction, answering questions when they had them, but, you know, letting us fail a little bit, letting us kind of go off course and, you know, see where we're making mistakes and not holding our hand throughout the whole process. And I feel like, you know, in the in the in the short run, it's painful, but in the long run, it's going to make me a better entrepreneur and business owner because I'm understanding the value of you know capital much better. Mm, great, great advice. Appreciate that. Thank you. Now you got it. We have a good understanding of who you are as a business person. Obviously, you're a charismatic guy, down to earth. But we want to get a better understanding of who you are as a person. All right. So, you mentioned fitness being a really uh, integral part of your of your just life. You know, what are some habits that have just helped you become more efficient as an entrepreneur? So I think habits <laughs> habits is the key term there. It's what habits are you making, and it's not something you do when you feel like it. You do it because you programmed it into your day, and you got to hit it. You know, whenever that's time. So for me, it's it's staying hydrated. It's drinking a lot of water. How do I drink a lot of water because it gets boring? I squeeze a lemon into it. You know, how do I like make sure that I'm I'm fueled for the day? You know, that I have a lot of brain power. I meal prep and I make sure I have all my food for the day, whether that's homemade meals, protein bars, yogurt, whatever I need for the day to get through. So hydration and fuel is big. I like keeping my brain power high, so I'm I'm taking necessary supplements like a multivitamin, a fish oil. Um, a vitamin B6, things like that to keep me constantly fueled. And then mobility. Mobility is surprising. If you can't go to the gym, if you can't, if you don't have weight around you, you have to have mobility. You have to have flexibility. So I think making time to stretch, to do your body weight stuff, like your push-ups and air squats, that really keeps you throughout the day. It keeps you, there's, as an entrepreneur, you can't predict your schedule. You know, I used in co college, I used to say, I have class these days, I go to the gym these days. Now it's like, I have meetings all week. I'm going to be out of the town. I don't have time to go to the gym. So you got to find ways to incorporate these fitness routines constantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what are some resources that you also use as well? I mean, obviously you're going to the gym. You're a busy man. Is there any type of technology that you're using to make your – or that you just can't live without? It's a good question. So I think for a lot of people getting started, there's a lot of good tools like MyFitnessPal is where we all started to help us track our calories. Um, there's a lot of good websites out there. I prefer tnation.com, uh, muscleandstrength.com, breakingmuscle.com. There's a lot of good routines you could find. But uh, I think the most powerful tool is your brain. You have to you have to absorb all that knowledge. I can't count the amount of articles I've read from the ages of 16 to 20 years old. And then it was just going out just like an entrepreneur and getting experience, just applying all that knowledge you did, trying new things yourself, trying things that people would call you crazy for. Sounds familiar in the entrepreneur world. And just kind of seeing what you're made of. And then you form these habits. And someone asks you, where did you get that? And because uh, I do it every day and I came up with it on my own. It worked and I stuck with it. So I think uh, the best tool you could have is yourself having some passion for it and being creative. 
Well, my last major question, maybe you might have other questions after that based off of how you answer, but the All last right. major question is the Blind Entrepreneur was created to help individuals that may not know what they're doing in their day-to-day -day business or who also have this idea and uh, you know, maybe you two, three years ago where you had this idea, you just didn't know how to execute it properly. So what are three pieces of advice that you would give to another millennial who may want to, who is in that current space? They're in the current space of I have an idea, I don't know what to do. I have an idea, I don't know what to do, or I am currently working on my business and I don't know where to take it. Hmm. That's a good question. So three pieces of advice, um, three words of advice, just do it. <laughs> um, I think Nike really nailed it. They, no one understands that they just say just do it, but they don't give those words any meaning. And I think the, uh, the takeaway from just do it is if you have any idea, just go out and do it. If you think today is sales day, go out and ask some customers what they would want. If you think today's product development day, sit down and think about what features you should add on. So I think just going out and doing it, making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, coming back, answering it again, um, is really the best advice I could give. Like I, I, like I said, I'm a mathematics major, um, was striving to be an actuary, learned entrepreneur on the fly, and I, may, I learned a lot from talking and networking with people, but I learned the most from just doing it writing down what I did right, writing down what I did wrong, going back, make sure I didn't do what I did wrong again, and you know, just doing it better next time. Mm, very cool. Well, if Nick, if, if people wanted to take part in your journey, if they yeah. wanted to download the app, if they wanted to learn more about what it is that you guys are doing over at Pit Degree, how can people contact you? So contact me, real simple, nick at fitdegree.com. They could also go to our website, www.fitdegree.com. You got, I have a nice little uh, artificial intelligence bot we just build for our upcoming sales cycle, so you could talk to me through that. And hit me up on Instagram at nick.fitdegree. Uh, nick I'm trying to build up my Instagram credibility right now, so I'd love to hear some feedback on that. Awesome, man. Well, Nick, thank you so much for your time, and congratulations on all of your success. Thanks, Jonathan. It was fun to, fun to be on the show. Thanks, man.